0: A message from our sponsor, Pivot Lending Group, Littleton, Colorado. Pivot Lending Group provides a tailored mortgage lending experience with strong local builder and realtor relationships and customized loan services. We pivot to help you grow in your community and realize your personal home ownership goals. Visit us at pivotlending.com. Hello, and welcome back to another Pivot Podcast here with your host, Tim Regan. As always, I am the branch manager in Scottsdale, Arizona. I am so excited for you all to meet and to get to know my brother, uh, Connor Murnane. I've got the chance to get to know him on another social site, Clubhouse, and he is someone who has inspired me. And so I'm super happy. To uh, spend some time with him today on the podcast, Connor. Please
1: introduce yourself. Yeah, Tim. Tim, man. First of all, I just appreciate you having me. This is I'm, I'm excited mostly just to have a you know a conversation with you today and and uh, you know kind of go deep or geek out about all the things. And, and it's been great and equally inspiring just getting to know you. You know, over the last uh, what is it, six, eight months or so. So um, excited for the first of many conversations to come, but. Um, for, for the quick context for some of the listeners, uh, Connor in San Diego, I'm originally from San Diego. I, I moved up to the Bay Area in Northern California where I, I'd started going to school and then initially found uh, real estate tech. Um, I, I think I always wanted to get into real estate and then being in Silicon Valley, it was sort of inevitable getting into tech. Um, and you know, through a couple of startups found my way over to uh, um, Zillow, which I'm sure we'll talk more about here, but it's uh, it's now been a, a decade long journey where I've got to meet a lot of friends, a lot of um, inspiring real estate pros that are doing big things, and and so uh, I'm I'm now here still in San Diego, moved back down to San Diego, um, and uh, you know doing a lot of fun things as far as working with real estate pros and always trying to learn and be a student uh, in the game yeah no, we'll definitely get into the Zillow piece. We'll We'll, we'll <laughs> definitely get there. Um,
0: I, for context too just for anybody who doesn't know, as I said, Clubhouse is a social media app. It's audio chat rooms, and the space where Connor and I connected was definitely around real estate. but more so, uh, you know, really just just being good people in our industry and and, and then of course, the video content piece. Back in March, this young man challenged me,
1: and you and you crushed it. And you <laughs> Evan crushed it, like you you uh, you borderline like just blew by me so badly that it it it, it 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 it's really why I meant it when I say you've inspired me because you know a lot a lot of people um, I I challenged this year, but very very few have done uh, what you're up to. So uh, w- when I say challenge, he, he, we were
0: talking about video and short form video is like how many have you made i'm like none he's like well go make some (laughs) he's like go go make 100 videos and tell me what you learned and so i got on that journey and i just recently I'll be honest I started in March I, I kind of fell off for a second and then as of June 29th I got super committed and I've, I've now crossed over 100 short form videos mostly on TikTok if you guys want to look Yay. it up it's t- Tim Knows Loans on all platforms just like it sounds Tim Knows Loans and so I've just had a lot of fun with it and the self discovery process of, of being in front of the camera is, it's it's an interesting
1: thing. You're someone who might know something about that. Talk, talk about what you've learned. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I selfishly wanted to ask you that one first since you've done all the videos. But I like that I you went because there's so I mean there's so many things in directions we could hit on with this as far as learnings and and the first one you bring up I, I think is is uh, was one of the biggest surprises to me as far as like the introspective learnings like you 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 really do. Uh, become sort of forced to face your insecurities or, or, or to explore your own self-awareness that you might, you know, on a level that you might not have before. And so to this day, I'm incredibly uncomfortable looking at a camera, actually doing videos the way you do. I, I just don't know if I picture myself ever getting to a level you're comfortable with, so you, I think. Listen, you are you are way more <laughs> handsome than me. You should feel just just fine by, in front of a camera, man. But I'm telling you, like I love having conversations like this. This is easy all day for me. I truly have fun. I was doing this before. I was making videos. I'll do this after. And so that's part of you know the self awareness that is has been kind of uh, a learning part of the journey. But you start looking inward um, when you have a camera on you, and it forces all these questions and feelings that. Um, You're just not expecting.
0: Totally agree. And it's like I look at even what we're doing here because we're obviously recording this. We we can see each other and there will be a video. And like I think about what's behind me in the background. I had to move something six (laughs) inches one way, turn my... You know, it's like the things you never think about when you're just out with your family doing, you know, Instagram stories as you're at a restaurant or at the park, you could care less. Really, you're just kind of having fun. But when you become really intentional with it, right? uh, like I've tried to become, you, you do think of some of your surrounding
1: stuff that's definitely something I've learned it it, it changes almost everything on a personal and professional level like I want to ask you something but still answer a little bit more of your question so like you know you you learn some of the self-awareness things you learn a lot of the marketing tactics whether it is like you know short form and TikTok versus LinkedIn so you definitely learn some of the the marketing you know principles that I think are valuable and then even just uh you know some of the other stuff that you might be the learning it's, it's, is, is not so much related to video, but to me is the relationship. So it's like, you know, we may not have connected if it weren't for the same feelings or alignment or questions about short form video in February of 2021. And, you know, there are plenty of relationships for people across the country, even actually in other countries, that I've now had like one-on-one Zoom calls, built real relationships with, that just would not have happened had I not shared, you know, w- one video at one point before. And so it's it's impacted, you know, the existing relationships and the new relationships in my life almost more than than anything I've done. Um, and, and so I'm curious for you, like, now that you've sort of gone this zero to 100 and you did it in a very, very short window and like, I'm just curious, like, on more of the, maybe any of those buckets, whether it's self-awareness or marketing growth hacks and tactics or, or just relationships, people you're meeting, like what comes to mind for you um, now that you've done a hundred videos?
0: Yeah. You know, what's interesting on the, just to answer the self aware part is, is that I've been in, in mortgages for 20 years, but I've never thought of putting that those thoughts and those that information that I know into that compact window of time. And so really trying to understand the best way to present that, which definitely touches on the marketing piece, has probably been the most difficult. But at yeah. the end of the day, I've said to myself, is like, as long as you're consistent, right? Just be consistent and, you know, don't overthink it. Because the times that I've gotten stressed about it is when i was when I've overthought it. Now, as far as the the relationship piece from my perspective is right being doing the videos has created it on on multiple fronts right it's created relationships with other agents locally with other lenders locally um so other professionals right there's that bucket right there's other people who are into the social media social media marketing and content and then there are some end consumers, right? So it's it's created relationships on multiple fronts, all of which are extremely important in the in in the process. But for someone like me, where you know, you know, I just I enjoy people, I enjoy hearing people's stories, I enjoy learning from them, and I I, I enjoy the networking like so clubhouse is a perfect platform for me because I love hearing the story and interacting and being inquisitive but I've learned to take a lot of those relationships from a, the platform or a platform whatever it is right and to try to take them offline as much as possible much like you and I right we're connected by cell phone we've text back and forth we probably have threads on on Facebook yeah yeah you're six, six <laughs> right yeah yeah <laughs> so you, you know it's just taking those relationships and and creating a deeper relationship not just a surface level relationship
1: if yeah you will. yeah does that answer your question adequately it does I mean there's the the relationship one is the 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 piece I'm actually most excited about a lot of that because you know there's to me that's actually like the business we're sort of all you know in and maybe not even business if you're not thinking money and strategically and growth but even just like I think happiness and real fulfillment and real connection, especially in a time when like the last year and a half, a lot of us couldn't even go see people. Like I've I've heard how big of a a difference or an impact that can make for someone that, you know, maybe is, you know, really putting in that effort to have real relationships, even if it is, you know, in or through all these different platforms. So it's, it's, uh, have you heard of, uh, cause I talked about this in a couple of rooms, but the parasocial relationship i hadn't heard that no this is you mentioned basically a couple layers like there's the b2b there's kind of the niche community of like you know social media or porsches or whatever you're into and and then there's like the local customers that are relevant to your business and then i think there's this another this other one of parasocial where it's you know there's i had this sort of emotional feeling when i found out Kobe Bryant had actually passed because it was so nostalgic for me growing up at being into basketball and into him as sort of this hero and icon that it borderline felt like I knew him, and he of course had never met me, had no clue who I was. We didn't have an actual two way relationship; it was just one way. But yeah. but the, there was there's still this psychology that was real that as a parasocial relationship it felt like i had this connection with kobe and so um, you know that really was kind of i'd say new to me even just as a few months ago because i'd kind of heard of it but um only now after like a year and a half of actually trying to like build relationships intentionally put myself out there on the interwebs um am i now kind of to starting to see even more of that snowball or compounding effect of parasocial relationships so you know one or multiple people will reach out and say um, you know, hey, I've been watching your videos for the last year and a half. You know, I'd love to talk X, Y, Z. And this is someone I would very much love to have a relationship with, right? For one reason or another. It, it can be business or personal. But for the last year and a half, I had no clue. I had no, zero indicators or, or insights, no, not, no likes, no comments, no DMs, like nothing to show that we we're actually building that relationship. And that's been one of the things that has been even more energizing for me lately Uh, with social is like you just don't know sometimes that one person that's following like you tim and is like feeling like you know you're you're saving their life or something you know for for inspiring through your own journey and and yet you guys haven't even had a conversation and those those are real i think and so i i think that's another category of just why relationships is so like uh, exciting for me
0: Yeah. So I haven't heard it in that context, but we've definitely, you know, been in spaces where people have talked about stop worrying about the people who don't like or comment, focus on those ones who are there and engaged. And and although in what you're describing, there very well could be people who are watching without interacting.
1: Yeah, because I think because I think what that that, I like that approach because I think it makes it very clear, you know, of who. But like there there are just there are meaningful relationships that aren't necessarily in that bucket. They're not commenting, they're not commenting and they're not showing you. I
0: I, I can, similar thing like with Kobe, you know, Kobe's, me and him are Real close, same age.
1: <laughs> it's an and, extreme example, right? As a celebrity, but no, like, but, but but there but are others. It, it felt, know, like felt
0: real. It all, it definitely like there, that that felt real and it felt hard hitting, um, like losing an icon. Now I didn't have the same fandom for him as probably you, but he felt like someone who was of the people and was a, you know. I mean, you you could do nothing but respect his hard work and hustle and what he accomplished.
1: Yeah, I mean. I do like just for some of the listeners now too. Maybe we want to hit on the that like other bucket we brought up, like the marketing tactics and stuff. I also selfishly want to learn from you. Um, TikTok is a place <laughs> I feel like I'm I'm a little underinvested, but like some of the like you know that's a place that is actually when we talk about parasocial and it's not all this stuff that like you know will make us emotional things like the Kobe story. But I mean, even like people that want to get alone. loan. And like the person that wants like a million dollar refi is like watching you right now, but they just don't want their refi until four months from now. So like it's, it, I think there's there's real marketing tactics and business uh, principles that apply to all this as well. And I'm curious what you're seeing, um, anything that you've learned, you know, when it comes to that. Here's what I'll tell you about what, and again, I have a very small sample size,
0: but Whereas Instagram is a very visual thing, and not that TikTok isn't, right? You're watching video, but Instagram grew up as a very visual platform, right? Mm -hmm. And not that there aren't, there isn't anonymity there, but I find it more on TikTok, honestly. There are more people who interact and comment who have completely blank socials that actually ask questions and engage, yeah. but have no desire to put a picture, yeah. put content, but they're, they're curious, right? They're, they're seeking information somewhere, which is, it, so to your point, that's, it's happening. So, I, you know, you look at, you know, a particular video, maybe it gets 500 views and 15 comments, right? Those other 485 people, they're very well maybe they're real people. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. And, and, and yeah, yeah. one,
1: and one of them could be a millionaire. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and uh, I, I remember used to hear, I hear, I'd hear that over and over, and be like, oh, "Like, that's like a cute way of like, you know, trying to convince people to like do more views and videos." But I, 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 it's like once you start to see it, you can't unsee it, and you'll get that message from someone that's like, "I've been watching your shit for a long time," and 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 it, it is really energizing, you know, for moving forward. I'll tell you this, too, about TikTok,
0: what I've learned is that the user experience is way easier than I ever anticipated from being, you know, whether you're selfie style in a camera or you've got it on a, you know, ring light or what have you. Um, that was the that was the roadblock for me was I don't know how to edit a video. I don't yeah. know what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Like. I'm not. I'm not on there to dance. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but what I found is once I actually started posting, um, the user experience of creating video content is actually pretty easy. But there's plenty of people who use TikTok that actually don't ever. 're they're very rarely actually in front of the camera there's a lot of voiceover stuff there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, I'm not even sure what you call them where you post uh, several pictures and it cycles yeah. through the pictures yeah. I for, I know there's a word for that but I can't think of that so I was super stressed about oh my god how am I gonna get behind a camera and start editing videos I have no idea where to start but then once I did like five or ten I was like oh my god. I've been missing the boat on this big time Yeah, because my mindset told me I couldn't do it. I'm 42, that's for the young kids, what do I need that for? But once I got in there, I just, I probably won't ever stop, which scares my wife more than (laughs) me, I
1: think. How has your actual video making evolved? Like on the first 10 videos you made versus like the last 10 videos you've made, like what are some of the biggest differences? Totally different, so. Um, it,
0: like I've learned how I've learned a little bit more how to do the do some transitions. Um, I I've learned about TikTok uh, in that short form. I have not, and not that you can't, right? I don't want to say you can't, but I don't think my content is made to be singularly in front of a camera and have a monologue kind of thing. So learning how to do some transitions learning how to even shorten the clip even more and then put multiple clips into a video. But then also I've done a couple where I've pulled in other videos and edited to where it's like me talking to, like I did one with a movie scene. I did one with like a uh, trending one with some girls. So I've
1: I've just learned how to tinker with it a little bit more. And that's just going to get better and better over time. Right. Isn't it crazy how much like to think about back from like, before you do the first one it's like I, I literally don't even know how to post <laughs> like <laughs> like if I had a 10 second video I wouldn't even know how to post it now you're stitching together you're using all these different terms and, yeah. and and like you said too it's like you almost feel like you're just barely getting started like I still feel like I'm, I'm a baby in the game and and uh, and so I'm just I'm just you know energized by. It.
0: Well, you know, and, and you do such a good job with what you I, th- I like your style of content with what you put on there with kind of repurposing your Instagram uh, interviews a lot um, and pulling out those nuggets of important uh, clips of a longer piece of content because um, you, you, you do a good job of pulling out stuff that's super relatable and it it, it just kind of for me at least right I mean I guess I can only speak to me but it it's it's attention grabbing and it's like
1: man that's so true and then it inspires me to go pick up my phone and do something else <laughs> yeah I it's it's always funny for me for on the pod on my my content approach on the podcast has always been like basically reverse in and for for better or worse here so like I'm definitely um, leaving some meat on the bone but like I'd always. Like before I'd done my first interview, um, I had actually just started doing a Zoom recording where I told the person like, hey, can I just record our comma for like 15 minutes? I'm not even gonna share this whole thing anywhere as an episode. I'm just gonna go in and I just want like that 30 second nugget. And so I'd always kind of prioritized the micro content before that that macro pillar. And so now like, you know, interviews and that has kind of been a thing, but that's mostly just my feed for a feeding feeding source for more relationships, more conversations, more micro clip content that I can make. And the reason I like that that clipped content is then it's kind of like it's flexible. It can be omnipresent. I can actually share that on TikTok. I can share it on Facebook. I can repurpose it in multiple places. So I'm trying to, as a one man show, you know, get as as much uh, bang for the buck as I can. Do you you find that as you're you're Doing your
0: interview, right, and looking and I'm sure at times you're kind of like, OK, that was a good nugget. Let me make a note. Right. Do you, do you do you find that you get so much more out of that interview because you're going back through and looking for that nugget and you're you're continu- you're kind of looping that interview and because in the moment, sometimes it's hard to pick it all up. Right, right. And right. so do you do you get more out of it because of that?
1: I think do you, so. Or do you
0: feel like you get more out of it because like of that? just
1: because of my process, am I learning more from it? I, I, I think so. And um like maybe to really clarify on my like lack of process, because I'm a very unorganized person, is uh I like to when I'm in the conversation, uh, just pretty much be a hundred percent present, be as present as I can and, and just go almost wherever it'll go. And then going back into the editing process, I'll try and find those moments. Or maybe I remember toward the end, you yeah. know, tin, tin like you'll something, hear something you'll be like, oh, oh yeah, I kind of missed that. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember that now. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's one even hard part about that is like, I, when I said meat on the bone, like that's another one where I feel like sometimes some of these episodes have, you know, three nuggets in there and I've, and I'm just finding one and I have to just sort of be okay with, maybe I got the B plus, Piece, but I didn't get the A plus piece from that conversation. And so like that sometimes haunts me. So it's, it's, you know, that I think that level of that like tension of perfection versus just doing is, is always there. Uh, but you almost have to find like the, the lane that really works for you and the approach that really works for you so that you can go, z- you know, zero to a hundred and, and, you know, just keep going. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. <laughs> Who's been your favorite person to interview? You can only pick one and you can't pick me. <laughs> um okay you know only I, I this is probably mostly top of the head because i was asked a similar question on this and so i'm gonna say ricky Carruth. uh so oh, he's, yeah so he's no, a good interview yeah number, number one agent in alabama and the guy is just like uh he's just a machine i mean he's like ridiculously disciplined and like you know uh in, inspiring through his own actions and he's like so the opposite of like trying to sell or be needy he's like he does all of his coaching and industry work for free so it's it's uh he's someone that um i already was kind of excited about so maybe i was biased going into the interview but um but even just talking through it it was a was a fun one and and uh my favorite i'll go one click deeper on this because the question which got me to this one it was uh like what was the favorite answer um that i've had from from an interview we you know recently and and it really was uh ricky that had talked about just kind of enjoying the process and not getting you know, so wrapped up in these short-term goals that often our industry focuses on, which is you know, things like numbers or getting to the next number or beating the person down the street and, and, uh, and then beating the person in the whole city. And so it's just like, uh, I think just really fo- always remembering like an infinite approach to the game and enjoying the process was, is, is really one of my favorite themes and, and was an answer from him.
0: Yeah, the measurables are different for everybody. I and I've I've heard Ricky. I've seen him on live. I know you've had him on Clubhouse, and, and I've seen the interview you did with him. He is definitely a good interview. Yeah. And somebody who is passionate about giving back and just wanting people within our our industry and in real estate industry to be good at what they do, so that because I mean, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole, but we've all been in in transactions with people who aren't on a certain level and it makes it harder for everybody and he does he does a really good job of
1: of putting out a lot of valuable information for people to learn from yeah yeah and and he maintains i think a a, like a genuine vibe that where he's empathetic to new agents in the space or empathetic to how customers might feel in certain situations and is pretty much never you know talking shit and and so yeah you know that's totally yeah, that's one example. And you know, one thing that and I'm gonna turn this kind of in a, into a question for you, but like one, one person had recommended to me before is like almost not putting any one of these, you know, people on a on a pedestal too much because every one this is another thing I've learned after you know really interviewing over a hundred of these real estate pros is you know, every single one of them has, and even if I haven't seen it yet. Or like I've just had like enough of the validation to know that like everyone has their own character flaws, everyone has their own um, you know insecurities or just shortcomings or or things that maybe they you want to strive to be like and 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 that's okay to focus on. Um, but you know one one thing and this is where the question is going with that I've you know because of that wanted to lean more into as I think about my content in the future is uh, vulnerability. Um, I think there's, you know, kind of a lot of power and vulnerability and, and, and I like seeing that, you know, more so from other, uh, you know, people in in the space, especially leaders and, and ones that, you know, others look up to. And so have you like, when it comes to anything that you're either insecure about or anything that you were hesitant about, like, have you found anything any sort of power and vulnerability, or have you leaned into any vulnerability, or have you opened up, or is there something you haven't shared, you know, on videos, or like, have you thought about this topic in any ways, or, or, or have you just been straight open book and and opened up the, uh, the robe? Yeah.
0: So that's so I, I've definitely learned in my life. I am who I am. I, I definitely have my insecurities. I'd be crazy to just say I don't. Um, Certainly, I could use to skip a meal and maybe lose a few pounds, right? That's always one of them. But honestly, for me, it's my eyes is what I'm always most vulnerable about. Uh, But I actually did post a video. Um, So I had an eye surgery when I was younger, and my eye muscles were not fully developed. And so what happened was is the doctors actually... Uh, took muscle tissue from my legs and used it for my eyes it, I, I don't I don't have a full eyelid like everybody else you, I have stitches there right so in my videos I see the one eye that always lifts up like it lifts up off my eyeball a little bit. <laughs> So I'm definitely self-conscious of that, but I've just learned to power through it. Like I don't care. I am who yeah. I am. You're, you're, you're not coming to me for my looks. I'm not a model. I'm a mortgage <laughs> professional that knows how to get you the money you need to buy the house.
1: Yeah. So yeah.
0: I've just kind of gone with it.
1: Yeah, man. It's amazing how much we about ourselves notice these little things that I didn't. And certainly other people don't like think about or like, you know, notice even. And, and, uh, but even just to hear you say you know finding comfort in your own skin is is encouraging you know cuz that's that's something i feel like i'm always trying to get a little bit better at
0: yeah i mean at at the end of the day if i never close another loan i have an amazing family a loving wife you know kids i'm super proud of and if i if i'm not doing this i i feel like i've i've learned so much i could pivot, right? Here we are in the pivot podcast. I could pivot and do other things and be successful because I've learned so many great traits and how to be resourceful and be successful and network that if I never did another mortgage, I could find a way to still feed my family one yeah. way, shape or another. Hopefully yeah. that makes sense. It
1: does. And it, there's just kind of like not only the gratitude of being up to this place, but you know, the, the confidence and feeling comfortable that moving forward, you know, will be good.
0: And, and, and I, I say a lot, too, right, is that because I, 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 I want to give the flip side of that, because I think it's important, is that if all I ever did was close mortgages, I will have failed in life right there. You know, I, I I'm involved in a couple of different charities. Uh, I fundraise for Leukemia Lymphoma Society every year. Uh, I'm part of a local uh, organization uh, State 48 it's called the State 48 foundation here you know I'm definitely passionate about being into the community and then of course I support a lot of my other friends and and donate to other things and time and money um, but if all I ever did was close a bunch of mortgages and wasn't a father wasn't a husband I,
1: I I wouldn't feel successful either I love that so there's I, two sides two sides of that coin that's so true, man. I, I agree with that a thousand percent. It's like um, I had a buddy describe it as their whole life. There are millionaires and are whole life millionaires. And I, I, I very much want to, you know, I look to you know not only with admiration and respect, but want to aspire to be like the whole life of millionaires of what you just described. It's like certainly I have my financial ambition. That's that's a, like a, a huge thing to me, for better or worse. But like like you said, there are other elements. There are other legs of the table that, like you'd said, if if I were a billionaire but did not have you know the the other parts of my life that are important, like the relationships, the family, my 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 health, my my mental health, like all these other things that are you know. Are, um, you know, make up a whole life millionaire. Then I just don't think you know we would actually have the fulfillment and happiness that we're after. So, uh, it's a good so point. you just
0: got you just got us both to be super
1: vulnerable right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, a um, little bit, a little bit.
0: Give us a little bit about. Uh, we'll, we'll just talk about the eight hundred pound gorilla in the real estate industry. T- talk about talk about Zillow what your, your thoughts are, why they're good for the industry, the things that uh, if you're willing to speak on that are, could be bad, and, and how they fit into the landscape. Because I, I think that's what gets, gets talked about a lot is like they're, they've become this big behemoth, is that good, is that bad, and, and where do we all go from here?
1: Totally, happy to talk about any of this. So please follow up with uh, any like you know ex- extra questions on this first thing I'll, I'll, I'll start with the disclaimer. Hold, 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 hold hold on. I'm going to send
0: my lie detector test guy. Yeah, (laughs)
1: yeah, exactly. (laughs) Get all the, you're recording, right? Um, (laughs) so like, I'll start with the disclaimer that I'm probably, I'm probably biased. I've been drinking the Kool-Aid for over a decade. Like I, and, and, uh, you know, at the same time, like um, I've regularly told you know, friends and, and, and people in the industry that like I don't have my real estate license, I've never shown a home, so I try to be as empathetic to you know, you know, people like my own grandmother who's a realtor to other you know, friends uh, in the space. But it's, it's something that I, I really do believe, number one, is, is good for the industry um, as a whole and progressing forward, but certainly for a large number of people like, it's just going to be, it's just going to be bad. And when I say bad, I mean, it's going to be challenging. It's going to be too hard for them to adapt. It's going to be something they choose not to adapt to or with. Like, like, and I love using an example that you've already started with, but TikTok and short form videos is like, just, it's really big trouble for a lot of people that like dominated the magazine and bus stop era. Like it's, this is, this is like it's big trouble for them. So like, but if they adapt, if they choose to adjust, if they want, if they learn how to be a ninja with this device, you know, then then I, I think this can be one of the best things that happen to their businesses um, and to, you know, a lot of people involved. So um, maybe without hitting too many different topics of it, you know, I, I, I often think too about starting with the, the customer, the home shoppers um, in mind because I think in any industry, that's how to keep our, you know, eye on the ball, eye on the prize, it's how to stay in front of innovation. That's, you know, the people buying and selling houses, those are the customer, that's the end user, right? That we always wanna um, be, you know, serving or focusing on as real estate professionals. And, And so, you know, I think the biggest theme that I've seen, I guess from Zillow's view is that like consumers today, just like Uber and just like Netflix and just like all these other, you know, purchasing decisions and customer experiences, they just want ultra convenience. They want to pretty much do it with a couple taps on their phone and they want and and that is where the confusion comes in. Okay, so so that's I promise to like shut up here in 20 seconds. But like the where where I'd say the confusion comes in is people start to imply or assume that means humans are no longer involved. That because we're leveraging technology, it's this or that. It's technology or humans. And, you know, I'll I'll touch on a little bit later, but one of my favorite answers at a real estate conference was Gary Vee and Tom Ferry talking about that it's an and game, not an or game. And so, you know, I really think real estate, you know, I I think real estate consumers, they want convenience and technology and they want trust and they want a relationship. They want reassurance and, and that's you know, when they are making a six or seven figure purchase and you're doing that, you know, one or two times in your life, like our data shows. And from what I've seen, like people want to do that with someone they can trust who's experienced in doing that, in, you know, in that neighborhood or that type of jumbo refire, whatever it is. And so I, I think, I think humans are here to stay at least, you know, throughout my entire lifetime. And, uh, and I think it's an and game of, you know, humans and technology and, and the same goes for something like you know a business professional um, for Zillow or, or you know social media. Like it's you know the best real estate pros that I see right now in 2021 are doing you know they're crushing it on Zillow and they're crushing it on videos. And, you know they're crushing it with you know platforms and channel partners and they're crushing it with their personal brand. So it's it's uh, it's something that I think is is uh, you know going to be. Good for the industry, at least for for the best of our industry.
0: Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you know, and and again, full disclosure, I've never advertised once on Zillow. I have my profile for reviews is there. So for whatever the opinion is worth, you know, people say it. You know, what about Zillow? And you either figure out how to work with them or you figure out how to compete with them. You know, it's like it's like, you know, I'm a a 90s kid, grew up in the Jordan era. Patrick Ewing would have loved to win a championship. (laughs) 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 You know what I'm saying? Like you he couldn't join Michael Jordan, but he figured out how to compete with him. Yeah. I mean, he didn't win, but.
1: He, but he did well in his career. But,
0: but he he did pretty darn amazing. You know, he's one of the all time greats. And, and I don't mean to pick on Patrick Ewing because I actually like Patrick <laughs> Ewing quite a bit, even though he was a Nick. But I'm just saying, like, you know, it's at the, at the end of the day, there is a level of competition. You either have to figure out how to compete, and and figure out where your wins are. And and going back to the thing with Ricky, what you know, you figure out what your measurables are. Your win isn't the same as the next person's win right and it doesn't have to be you don't have to be you know 30 billion dollar company or whatever zillow's worth either to, to right. have a level of success
1: right and and i have a, a number of friends that like you would said they haven't they've never done a single transaction through or around zillow but they're selling hundreds of homes a year you know through their own methods and and channels and best practices and I, I, I love that. Like, I feel like people should do what works for them and what feels good for them. Um, If I were to try to look at it almost as a general strategy, I think there are six or seven or eight sort of apps on this phone that are relevant to all of us. And maybe that's different for different people in different places, Uh, but Figuring out how to you know how to really win on those apps is important. So for you, TikTok is one of them. Maybe text messages and emails are, are another couple of apps. But if Zillow is one of them, it's just figuring out how to win that app you know in your game or your business. Definitely TikTok for me. It's TikTok. <laughs> but but you know what's interesting. Is I and, and don't
0: don't quote me on the exact number, but somebody brought up a stat in in a room the other day that uh, according to NAR realtors have been invo- involved in a higher percentage of transaction in the last
1: 15 years.
0: Yeah, I don't remember what that number was.
1: I, I saw that too and that's why I that's a huge validation for why I'm a big believer that people want an advisor when they're making again a 6-7 figure transaction. There's like this grid I don't know if you've ever seen it. There are decisions we make that are like, you know, like even though Uber Eats is a good example, here's a good, here's a good reason why it's very different than real estate. So like, that's a decision we might make daily or weekly. And it's like a $10, $20 decision. Right. And so we're making that decision thousands of times with very low stakes, uh, a a home. We're making that decision like two, two times, three times in our lifetime. And it's for six or seven figures. Like it's, it's in the exact opposite area of the grid in terms of like intensity. And so the financial stakes are, are everything that in our data that we see from consumers and the emotions are high. It's not just a sandwich that you can be like, that place sucks. Like it's your home. You're going to live in it. You're going to raise your family in it. So like pe- people want an advisor, um, I think now more than ever, when it comes to making those decisions what is deceiving in that statistic? So, so again, that was all my, okay, yeah, I'm bullish. What's deceiving in that statistic? Statistics? I know you asked a little bit about some of the trade offs here, is like there's compression on commissions. Um, and we've seen, we've seen, I wasn't that come sure down if we wanted to bit. go down that hole. Or, uh, yeah. And that's, again, I don't, it's hard to say exactly what's all driving that. But I do think there is going to be this trend, like whether it's compression on per commission that continues to happen. Um, I think we're going to see this. Sort of shift where you know in the in the industry it's been like this for years like the old eighty twenty the Pareto principle where like you know that small slice of the pie is doing like a very big majority of the business I think we're gonna we're gonna see that intensify where we're we're gonna see like you know the five ten percent of the realtors out there I think doing like over ninety percent of the business one day. Um, And that's because they're just going to be the ones that adapt to those six or seven apps on this device. And, and, you know, that's that's the takeaway.
0: I I think that's fair. And obviously, you know, we don't have to go down the rabbit hole of the whole NAR and the DOJ thing that's going on in the background. I I do feel like, because technically Zillow is a part of NAR now, right? Because they are a national brokerage. Right.
1: Right. I, Correct. I, I assume. That, 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 I, I mean. That. I mean. This is where again, it definitely gets out of like my expertise. But like they, I know yeah. Zillow holds a license in every state because of requirements for getting data and all the other, you know, like Zillow offers things that they've dabbled with. So um, yeah, I'm not sure well, my, exactly what my, that means. <laughs> my, my,
0: my point is, is I, is I I think through this whole thing, if if agents see them as a uh supporter and somebody who is supportive of whatever's going to happen with that behind the scenes i, I do think it'll change some hearts hearts and minds but again i don't necessarily want to go down that rattle because that's uh
1: i don't want to be on the doj's
0: radar the, at the, all yeah yeah
1: <laughs> and and anyway you can always you can always point at me as a bad guy like i uh I because I I've said that in a few Clubhouse streams because I recognize there are there are a lot of real estate pros that either They get heated. Yeah, I mean they very much disagree with either things I'm saying or just dislike the existence of Zillow and and you know again that's why I, I try to have a lot of empathy for that. Like again, literally my grandmother, friends, other people are in the space in all different on lending in you know title and realtors. So it's it's something that. I'm always trying to be a part of the community and learn with, but recognize that everyone's impacted differently and and you know has different feelings around it. Um, at the same time, I definitely would like to challenge people. They're here; they're not going anywhere. You either figure out how
0: to work with them, compete with them, or just yeah, you can you can ignore them. You can ignore them if you want, but I think it creates the you you really have to be honed in on what you are mousetrap is to make sure you're attracting the people you still want to do business with and if you can do that god bless just like you talked about
1: and and doing both there i think is is uh the approach so see it's like
0: i like i sit here and i think like the the ones who are successful without it you you, like my thought is well what if you actually went and how much more could you do because clearly there's a lot of eyeballs on that site. I mean, I, don't, I have no idea what the daily traffic is. It's got to be a number that would make my eyes spin. But, um, you know, you think about that, too. Like, why, why, why sh- swim upstream if, you, if you're already good at what you do and you can plug into something else that clearly works for a lot of people? Yeah, and there's a lot of attention on. But
1: I mean, I'll, t- I'll hit on some of the ugly side of this for for what, you know, the the, the, the history of what Zillow is trying to go through and become and, and be helpful for is Like there are people that have tried to, you know, and Zillow Killer, James talks about this in a great way that I'm very much supportive of is that people try to sometimes throw money at something, assuming that there's just like a guaranteed you know, right. ROI or that like there's no work involved, that the money is the work that if I just throw money at ads, like I should be getting business from it. And and that's like just the furthest thing from it. And so if you have clear understandings of like, you know, the actual calculated risks you're taking and the variables involved and, and how to make it happen and and, you know, there, then there are ways to win. But I've seen a lot of people lose um, and I'm not even just talking about on Zillow. That's very much happened. But even in other places like Facebook ads or other anything that anyone can spend money on in our industry, you've seen it. Totally, the people fair. have won and lost on it. So it's- it, the
0: the technology is good, but it's also the application and the user behind it. Right? <laughs> <I> mean,
1: <it's- laughs> exactly.
0: Let's talk about um, the event that uh, I'm going to f- finally get to meet you yeah, face to face. I was going to say.
1: I'll let you run with it. Please please talk about the meetup. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, speaking of events, uh, I'm just pumped that we'll actually get to connect. It really does feel like we've already had multiple conversations and I've already <laughs> met and hung out. So some, you know, sometimes I even forget this will like uh, quite literally be the first time we get to you know, handshake, fist bump, uh, bear hug, all the above. But it's. Uh, I tell people this all the time. I'm like, if I
0: save your your number in my phone, we're family.
1: So we're connected yeah, for life, anyways. It's true. Dude. I'm I'm never deleting it. I'm telling you, I I feel the same way. Once we're in text, you're like an inner circle. Yeah, that's it. That's it for sure. Uh, I'm sorry. Continue. No, no. And so this is you know like the last year and a half. The I we'd said this earlier, but like videos and this journey of you know, docu-making our lives and putting ourselves out there on the internet. Um, it's It's been easily the most impactful thing to, you know, personal and professional relationships. And when it comes to just like, just making me g- like genuinely feel, I've, I know I've said this word like 17 times in this episode, but like energize, it's, it's video, I think is one of the most impactful thing that people can do. Not even, if you don't even have a business or a product or a service, which, by the way, to clarify, I don't, I don't sell anything at Zillow. I don't have a ebook or anything on the side. I don't have like a consulting course or anything like that. So, like, I just, I'm, I just consider myself like a, a, a personal brand with nothing to sell. But I, but I, I can already see how it's, it's led to a lot of open doors and a lot of, uh, you know, relationships that I could, did I could you see just mention the competition?
0: People. <laughs> did you did you just mention the competition? You did just I, said I open know. door.
1: You just said <laughs> no, open door. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, are they competition?
0: <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs>
1: I can't answer that. I don't know. <laughs> um, no, I'm just joking. But but like videos, I feel like uh, is something. It's one of the most impactful things that I think you know anyone could consider doing. Whether they've dabbled, never done it before. Um, and want to just double down. And so, um, you know, reflecting on that, uh, Neil, good, good buddy of mine out, out in Reno, we Love Nino. we were Nino, talking and, uh, and just decided, you know, if we, if we can, now that things are starting to open up, if we can get like even just a few dozen people together and just really nerd out about videos and kind of everyone level up together and collaborate, make some content, then, um, you know, it would be a guaranteed good time. So uh, just excited in San Diego, we're a few weeks out and We've we've got some real killers. I mean, not only from you know people like Zach, who's got like two million followers on TikTok, to you know I was just going through some of the lists. We've got a handful of people coming that you know are selling thousand plus homes a year. So it's it's a, you know it's going to be a, a really strong. What's, you know, the, date group in the, room. What's the date again? August 28th in San Diego. August Saturday. 28th and yeah, San Yeah, Saturday. Right? August 28th.
0: It, it's just called the meetup. If somebody wanted to Google it, we'll obviously put a link when we post it, but. Uh
1: yeah where can they find it the video marketing com slash san diego but if really what's easier is if you just like shoot me a message or it's in my bio or um you know hitting up uh, any one of us and obviously we'll we'll share that stuff with you yeah for sure i i know um i'm definitely looking forward to meeting you i do get a chance i think
0: candace is gonna yeah. be there i got a yeah. chance to meet candace on monday here oh cool um have coffee it's so awesome um i'm Definitely looking forward to meeting Zach and uh, Giselle for sure. Yeah, um, Goldster, yeah. who else is going to be there? Neil, Neil, I met in <laughs> Vegas. Um. <laughs> I'll tell you about I'll tell you about that meetup offline. But I love Neil. He's been a huge inspiration. Uh, also, I love his stuff and his story. Um, but yeah, go go through go through some some of the.
1: I almost don't. I don't. I, I I'm hesitant because I don't want to be like over. I don't want to be promoting this thing. So people can check it out. They can check it out. It's a sick lineup. It's a lot of Clubhouse friends. It's it's people from all over the country that are just think of it this way handpicked because of their video creation their video execution their video marketing that we can learn and each one of them seven of them are going to run an actual like 30 minute workshop where it's not just like a cute speech where they're going to say something motivational they're going to get very tactical with actually demoing like a pillar you can implement or a tactic you can use for distribution or whatever. Um, but I, I think even more than this event, like let's let's bounce off of that now because I, I, I hate like, you know, selling it, it's or something okay. like that. It, it's but okay to promote it's, uh, it. It's going,
0: it's going to, uh, before you move on, <laughs>
1: I, I have to say it, that
0: event will, it will help a lot of people, it will touch a lot of lives and it will impact a lot of people positively and exponentially beyond that. So, yeah, I, I know it's hard to talk about yourself and th- I, I get it. But it's it, it's important because the result isn't going it, the result will make you feel good, but it's going to benefit a lot of other people. I
1: appreciate that. you saying that, dude, because it's it is like, I think about a year and a half ago. And, and I mean, you're right there with me, right? Like on this journey where there, you can almost freshly remember having zero videos out there. And so when you think about just the, the difference of point A and point B, like I, I really do want to share that with a lot of people. And so I appreciate you saying that. And And that's what I was really going to kind of start to end with is like more than the event, I hope people do, you know, take away, whether it's from some of this episode or some of the things I'm up to is, uh, you know, building relationships. I like to call it relationship equity um, or just putting ourselves out there. Um, we hit on those parasocial relationships, like, it, it really is one of the mo- you know, most impactful things I think that's available in our generation. Um, so I just feel, I feel grateful for the chance. I feel grateful it's led to quite literally this conversation we're having today. Um, so feeling, feeling excited about the future.
0: I know I'm excited. If nothing else, just to get some, uh, some, some tacos out there in San Diego, <laughs> I love San Diego. Yeah, seriously, man. Before I let you go, I, I, I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna put you on the spot one more go time. For it. As as you've been on this journey, give give me one or two people who have re- really, like, you've looked at their stuff and been like, "Wow, they they're they really get it." I need to. Those are people I want to connect with. Like, who's really resonated with you and kind of lit the fire to to show like what's possible?
1: Yeah. Okay. So because I'm not, because I don't want to be dodging the answer. I'm going to give you some actual names and stuff, but I do want to make the bigger part of my answer. I'll save toward the end of that. And so, you know, before I, you know, backing up even a few years ago, I had kind of a running head start. I like to think of it as, because before I put the camera on myself in, in so many ways, I was dabbling with a lot of projects, you know, as, as sort of like, think of it as like, you know, free and paid work here and there for other people, um, other influencers, other business owners in marketing, in content creation. And, but I was looking at it as a way of getting my sort of MBA, my learnings and building my kind of framework. But, um, you know, certainly those people shaped, you know, my strategy Um, Or even just my mindset today, and so a few that come to mind. So, so Neil is definitely one of them. We we brought him up uh, a second ago. Like I I have to again. Like I think of him like truly as a mentor because um, you know I remember seeing him in the interview with Gary V and feeling like dang, like this guy's going from you know zero to to doing a lot of this. Like if he can, I can. I reached out to him and and just like I described, we'd done some collaborating, and, and to this day, like he's someone that is incredibly you know, giving, um, you know, with his time, his experience, et cetera. Um, so he's one that, uh, has been very impactful. Do you, I don't know if you know the company Iconic with a K, but, yeah, um, uh, so are canvas do art the pictures.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, I'd actually, they're a Gary V owned company and like, I saw their story. They're a couple of young guys up in LA. And, and so similarly, I reached out to them and just like started doing some spec work, helping them with some content and, um, got in really, really close with them where I was doing pretty much everything from like content creation, like, um, adapting to LinkedIn, like email marketing to tens of thousands of, of their customers and stuff. So like I, I was getting to see everything from, from end to end and not only the business, but, you know, influencer marketing, that's the biggest thing I took from iconic. And that's part of why that led to like this interview model that I have, this collaboration, yeah. this collaboration model. So iconic has been a big one. And then if you're on LinkedIn, I don't know if you know Shay Rowbottom, she's got like a half a million followers, but she's she, she talks a lot about just like video creation and how you can create relationships like that. And so same thing, did some projects with her and her team and, and kind of learned from them. So these are all different companies and individuals actually that aren't even, you know, Neil's in real estate, but those other ones, like they're not even in the real estate space. Yeah. Um, but the reason... i I know i'd said and i'm I'm glad we can kind of end with sort of this a, a good kind of final point is like it's really not any one person it's not you know any one hero i used to even really obsess over gary vee and like it's it's i do think it's about our actual you know infinite game one of my favorite books behind me is Simon Sinek infinite game and and so I think it's just about finding, you know, I say this a lot, this this pillar or this approach that's just going to allow you to go do your next, you did a hundred, like, you know, maybe we consider this a challenge, but you know, what's your next thousand videos going to (laughs) be? So, so, but it's like, but that's, that's the real, you know, your, your journey of that to me is the, is the real thing. It's not some viral video that you need to hit or some one interview you need to get on your podcast. Like I just, I think it's just going to be about the brick by brick by brick. Um, So I like building the empire with all these different experiences and, and, you know, relationships, um, then not necessarily just that one. Dude, that is, I mean,
0: literally literally like thinking about that, right? Because I'll be honest, you know, as I've been doing this at the end of the day, every couple, I shouldn't say every day, but maybe every few days, right? I'll thumb through my my TikTok and I'll count, you know, how many videos and multiply by three because on my phone it comes across three Mm -hmm. wide, right? Mm -hmm like, okay, I got five more, eight more, 10 more, whatever that number was. Right. <laughs> but I've only thought about this in a block of a hundred. Yeah. It's fine. Right. <laughs> right. Like that's, that was the goal. And, and, and the reality is, is what you just, it, and I have talked about it as a long game. I, I, I do recognize that, but thinking about a thousand videos, Right. That just blew my mind right there. Like, you, you know, as they say, set bigger goals, set bigger goals. And, yeah. and I needed to hear that out loud. So I'm glad I heard that.
1: Well, I mean, I appreciate you even asking the question because like it is, uh, it really is just this infinite approach because you, you wouldn't like, it would be stupid for me to even like make that as a joke if you didn't crush these last a hundred, you know, but like, you know, you did it. And I feel like this is like truly our next step. And, and so same thing for me, I'm just trying to find, you know, my next level um, and, and there's always another level. I, I I do need you to make a TikTok of like you dancing
0: or something so I can do a funny <laughs> little stitch or something or or, I know. or edit. I, I need one of those. So I I need you to create your content for my content, please.
1: <laughs> we we will have to do some sort of a, like duet or remix or or let's let's well here's the deal in person in San Diego.
0: <laughs> okay, good. You're on. You are you are so on. We'll I, figure it out. I, I'm definitely looking forward to San Diego, and man, I appreciate you joining us today. I know we ran a little bit long, but the conversation is always so good. Yeah,
1: seriously, seriously, man, I really enjoyed this. This was, this was great, uh, you know, catching up with you, and I'm just looking forward to more combos. And um, and as we said, I'll see you in a few weeks, dude. Absolutely. Do you want to? Uh, I, I, we should have got
0: into this earlier, but we just dove right into the conversation. If people wanted to reach out to you or link up with you or check out any of your stuff, where can they do that at?
1: Uh, I mean, I try to be everywhere. So if you just looked at my name, Connor—that that hard last name to say—but Connor Murnane. and uh, you know whether it's Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, Facebook, like I you know I try to be on all the platforms, but. Um, yeah, you, know, you just shoot me a message, I'll, I'll get to you. Uh, he, he does answer the DMs. I
0: can, <laughs> I can attest for that. But cool, man. I, I appreciate it, and, and I appreciate you spending some time. That appreciation for your time is not lost to me. I know you have, uh, especially being in San Diego, you could be on the beach right now, (laughs) but I do appreciate the time. Thank you for joining us here on the pivot podcast. As always guys, my name's Tim Regan. I'm the host here in Scottsdale, Arizona as the branch manager. Always appreciate you guys out there spending some time listening in and we will see you next time. This episode is brought to you by Pivot Lending Group, NMLS 10995. Copyright 2021 Pivot All Rights Reserved, Financial Funding Solutions, Incorporated, PBA Pivot Lending Group, 10397 West Centennial Road, Littleton, Colorado, 80127. Pivot does business in accordance with the Fair Housing Law and Equal Credit Opportunity Act. Pivot Lending is regulated by the Division of Real Estate Colorado. To learn more or find a full listing of our state licensing, visit pivotlending.com or nmlsconsumeraccess.org.